Welcome everyone to Women's Motorsports Network Racing Girls Rock Podcast. My guest today is Sarah Schroeder. I'm excited for you to meet Sarah and hear about Sarah's story. She's had great success in motorsports. And so we wanted to have her on today to um, give her a little shout out and celebrate her successes. And so Sarah, welcome to the show. And why don't you start by just telling my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, really happy to be here. Happy to have this conversation and finally uh, get to talk face to face with you, Melinda. It's been it's been a couple of years of being in contact. So this yeah. is great. Um, um, like she said, my name is Sarah Schroeder. Uh, Sarah Libby, I raced as many years as that, but I got married in 2020 to my wonderful husband, Eric. Um, we have two dogs who I think you can hear behind us. Um, it's okay. <laughs> running around, but they'll be making their guest appearance. That's Coda and Wally, uh, two corgis. Uh, one's two years old and one's six months old. So they keep us busy around here. Um, my parents live close by um, and my brother lives right down the street from me. So we're all pretty close. We're a pretty tight family unit. So um, that's always been great. Yeah, absolutely. And racing just makes you that much closer, doesn't it? Absolutely. We're we're definitely, you know, the stereotypical racing family. That's we don't go on vacations with each other. We uh we go to the racetrack every weekend. So Yeah. So uh, that's where we spend most of our time together and I wouldn't change it at all. No, and I I hear that so much and it, it's it's the one thing about motorsports that um, people involved in other sports don't really understand. Right. I mean, right. yeah, your kid might play baseball and so many weeks in the summer or whatever, but even throughout the winter, there's banquets, there's just different things going yeah. on. And you do those things with your race family. And sometimes those people have become your, your best friends. Oh, and absolutely. then uh, you do things outside of racing with them too. So I certainly uh, understand that for sure, Sarah. So yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, my brother's closest friends are the ones that we've met at the track and uh, mm -hmm. we're always staying busy, whether we're supporting different, different businesses that, that have supported us or we're going to banquets or building a new car or just um, getting ready for the new season takes a lot of our time. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So Sarah, how did you get started in motorsports? Yeah, so I started racing in 2012. I was 15. Um, I was a freshman in high school, and I had been wanting to race, I mean, since I was little. I grew up watching my dad. Uh, my dad, Jeff Libby, he's been racing around Maine since 1980. Yeah. Um, so he was always involved in something, whether it was drag racing, oval track racing, um, hill climbs, things like that, off and on from the 80s. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I used to watch him um, at Beach Ridge Motor Speedway over in Scarborough, Maine. Um, uh -huh. And uh, he did that, you know, for many, many years. And my brother got involved. Uh, my brother started racing go-karts when he was eight uh, back in 1996, the same year that I was born. So I was always at one track or another um, growing up. So as soon as I could, my, you know, my dad put me in a go-kart around the backyard and that kind of progressed into, okay, I think it's time that we build a car and we get you onto the track. Um, so we spent a year or two driving that. And at my home track at Beechridge, you have to have a learner's permit to okay. enter into their rookie divisions. So I was kind of on the, on the timeline of, I needed to get my permit. So that's why we right. I was 15. Okay. Um, but I've been racing every season since then. I haven't, I took one season off um, my senior year of high school after I graduated high school and was getting ready to go to college. That's the only season I took off. Okay. So, 
Okay. But yeah. I've been pretty much full time since then, besides the COVID years that kind of shut yeah. down. So we were, we were all shut down no matter what yeah. we did in motorsports. Yeah. We did a couple, time. we did a couple of practice sessions at the track, but there was like nobody else there. So it wasn't really a, a good season. No. <laughs> no, for sure not. So Sarah, what is the the most challenging thing that you've had to learn or overcome either just in general or as being a woman in motorsports? Yeah. And, um, Definitely, I would think it's just the expectations of others. Um, you're automatically, they kind of think, oh, maybe you're not going to do as well. The boys will probably go faster or, you know, or you're going to bring drama to the, to the, to the division. Um, yeah. I work really hard to make sure that that's not the case. Right. I feel like I'm kind of, I need to stay more level-headed than some of the other people because I don't want that <laughs> assumption of, oh, you're just being full of drama and you're bringing all this to the track, which yeah. it's not, it's not me. It's never been me. Um, and just, you know, trying to prove them wrong. I mean, every week that we go out there, we're, we're working against those stereotypes and yeah. it's just, it's not something that I let bother me, but it's something that's kind of always in the back of your mind. Um, so I, yeah. I'm trying really hard to get the other girls on the track and board and just trying to try to show those boys what we've got. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, it's funny, I think it depends, you know, like how competitive you are mm-hmm. and, um, or, or maybe how much success you have. I think sometimes the more right. success you have, the more problems you might have, um, right. on or off the track. Um, I've, and then I hear from girls who, you know, don't, it's more the parents. Sometimes it's the parents if there's little kids involved. Right. And so it's, it's a mixture of things of, you know, the, sometimes things girls say, Oh, I've never had a problem. And, right. and other times, you know, they do have problems. So anyway. Yeah. And luckily I haven't had many problems with the guys. Um, at least that I've raced with, they've been pretty good about it. Um, definitely other parents when I was younger were hard to deal with. Um, yeah. Occasionally like, Oh, you know, is this your first season? Well, no, I've been doing this for eight years um, right. <laughs> or eight or 10 years. So just because I'm a girl doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm doing. And yes. that's, I, mean, I think the biggest, the biggest challenge that we're up against. Yes, I do yeah. know what I'm doing and, and uh, you can trust me about that. So Right. Right. So no, I get that. You know, um, I, my granddaughter started racing when they were maybe five and seven or something like that. And, you know, they didn't really have any issues that I saw with, with, you know, parents or little boys. And, but, um, I just think that people have a conception in their mind that racing is a guy's sport, which I understand why, but nowadays, I mean, the girls are so competitive (laughs) and, and so nowadays I don't think that the, you know, there's maybe as much of that and yet you do see it and it's frustrating to me because you should just look at the driver, not Mm -hmm. look at whether it's a guy or a girl. Yeah. I mean, look at the driver and look at their record. I think that's, if we're talking, if we're talking about the sport itself, that's what's going to speak the most, how you treat other drivers, how you, how you act on the track and what, what your record is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. I've spent a lot of my time. Yeah. um, The other girls on the track, like, Hey, listen, um, all you've got, all you have going for you is your name and your reputation. So, um, sorry. <laughs> <that's> okay. <laughs> my, my dogs were, um, 
getting a little too rough. That's okay. <laughs> I know how that goes. And my other dog is 60 pounds and this one is yeah. seven. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hold him while I listen that's to you, fine. Sarah. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one thing that I definitely was trying to teach these girls this summer is really, you know, you've got your reputation, uh, behind you and you really need to take care of that yeah um, these boys will try and drag that through the mud if they can and uh we don't want that to happen so oh, we, had a lot, we had a lot of pep talks like that at the track this summer <laughs> yeah and you know i i'm uh friends with a young gal that races uh well lots of young gals but this one gal in per, in particular she's a very good <laughs> racer and she wins a lot and the problem was that the guys were jealous and they were wrecking her. Yep. And the track did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious that it was on purpose. Yep. Um, week after week. And she finally said, I'm, I'm not going to race here anymore. I'll find somewhere else to go, even if I have to drive farther. Because, yeah. you know, you can't keep wrecking your equipment. And the thing about this gal, she's on her own, basically. She fixes her car, she does everything. Wow. She doesn't live anywhere close to her family. She moved in order to, you know, race somewhere where they had more tracks than that. And so, she, you know, and and the fact that the track owner did nothing yeah. uh, should be he should be ashamed of himself for that. Even even the guys that were wrecking her should be ashamed. But, you know, some of them don't have a brain in their head, I don't think. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's definitely something we deal with. You, you can get wrecked for no reason. And, uh, you know, we might know the reason, but not everybody involved will know the reason. So right. I'm lucky that I race um, currently, not to switch gears, but I currently race at Riverside Speedway um, and Adventure Park up in Groveton, New Hampshire. Um, and I can't say enough good things enough good things about those track owners, uh, Stephanie and Mike Humphrey. Um, they were lived local to us here and then they moved up to buy this racetrack up, okay. up in Northern New Hampshire. So we've known them for a long time and they've, you know, they've made such a great environment up there. Um, welcomed us with open arms and they're really good about keeping their eyes out for things like that um, and trying to settle that and making sure it's a safe place for everybody to race. So really excited to be a part of that family up there now. So does Scott Tapley work at River Riverhead? Who is it? Scott Tapley. Is he like the promoter or the, sure. the track manager or something? He could be. Um, okay. I'm not I'm not positive, but Okay. So I listen to a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen to a podcast called In the Pits. Okay. And it's it's based uh, has a lot it's in Maine. Yep. And it talks a lot about, you know, not only the local drivers there, but Scott Tapley is one of the people on the podcast and he is the promoter, the race director or whatever at like four different tracks up there. And okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's one of them. So it very, um, yeah, it very well could be this, this past season was our first season up at Riverside. Okay. So I don't know um, all of the ins and outs of the yeah. track. You're um, still learning everybody. I am. I yeah. am. So, um, but we, we definitely made ourselves known up there last year, my brother and I. So, yeah. Okay. Talk about that. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So share, share what happened up there this year. Yeah. So my brother, well, in order to go back to Riverside, uh, we have to kind of rewind back in 2021, our home track of Beach Ridge Motor Speedway was sold um, mm -hmm. and shut down, which was devastating and still is devastating because that's where I grew up watching my dad and whatnot. So uh, it kind of forced our hands to find a new home track. Um, and there's not many in the Northeast that are close right. to us. Um, so we're kind of limited and we have experience at other tracks that we aren't necessarily a fan of. 
um, just personally, they're they're great tracks and we and we support them, but just it's not our favorite to race at. So um, because we knew the Humphreys, we made that trek up to Riverside. Um, and my brother and I, I raced in, it was called their Maddox Mad Dogs V6, V8 entry level division last year and uh, had a lot of great success in that. My brother raced in the street stocks division. Um, and my brother, um, my brother Todd Libby won all, but I believe one race last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he won the championship and he won their hard charger award by charging from the back to the front every single week. So, um, and then to make it even more special, I also won the championship last yeah. season. Um, I won six races, five second places and one fifth place finish. Um, and won the championship as well. So yeah. it was a really good season. Um, and we we definitely made our names known up there and not necessarily made a whole bunch of friends by, by doing <laughs> that. But, um, we had a lot of fun um, and had a lot of support from the, from the folks up there. So it was a great season. It was a great season. And, you know, um, the fact that you went up there first year racing at that track and, yeah. and the two of you won championships is impressive, first of all. But, um, you know, how, so how far away is that Sarah for you to go? Yeah. So that's one of the issues. Um, not really an issue, but it's a a little over two hours one way. Um, so we spend a lot of our Saturdays traveling. Um, so we leave our house here in Maine around 11 AM. We get up there usually with, you know, a bathroom break and a snack break. We'll get up there after two, uh, race all night. And we're usually not home till one or 2 AM. Um, so it's long days for us. We wouldn't change it for anything. Um, I think that just speaks volumes to how that track is run, how the mm-hmm. owners handle things and, uh, the track itself. It's, it's a quarter mile banked oval and it's probably the most fun track I've ever driven on. Um, it's just, it's just a great place to go, honestly. Yeah. So that's why I wanted you to say about how far you, because I knew it was a little ways. Yeah. Because, you know, I know a lot of people that drive two, three hours on a weekend to race. And the people where I live here in the Southeast Michigan, we have so many tracks close by us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can drive for 15 or 20 minutes and be at two different tracks yeah, and I can drive an <laughs> I can drive an hour and be at three or four more, you know, yeah. uh, easily. Berlin is close, which is pretty well known track. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so it's you know Michigan International is a couple hours from me. Not that we go there to race, but you know yeah. we're just spoiled. We're just downright spoiled here um, that we don't have to drive far. You know, um, we've got South Bend, which is probably a little over an hour, South Bend, Indiana. So um, I I admire people that are so dedicated because the price of gas and and all those things, you know, doesn't make it cheap for you to go to the race, plus the racing costs. And so, um, yeah, so I commend you for for that. And you're hauling two cars. So yeah. you're probably driving two vehicles, I would guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we, um, we, my family, we mostly have older, older vehicles. The the truck that we used to haul my car is a 1980 something Chevy one ton, which does not get good gas mileage. And no. anybody familiar with the Northeast and excuse me, I'm fighting a cold too. So yes, okay. uh, for anybody fighting the North, uh, for anybody that's aware of the Northeast in New Hampshire, there's, um, the White Mountain Range. Um, yeah. 
So we have to drive up through um, Crawford Notch, which is a pretty steep hill and in, in, in descent. Um, and our truck struggles each week making it up there, but we're, uh, we're, that's not going to stop us. So no, no, <laughs> uh, it's not. No, I know it's not because I, you know, your family's passionate about motorsports. It's what you do as a family. Yeah. Some families go camping. Some families do other things. Your family's a race family, like so many others that I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite thing about being a race car driver? Um, it's, it's just, I have to say, it's just learning as much as I can. Just talking to other drivers, just the community that it is, um, going to the next pit stall and, you know, asking them, how's your car going? Like, mm-hmm. what are your, what are your thoughts about the track today? And just, um, learning as much as I can and learning from my family, learning from my dad, learning from my brother. That's how we spend our quality time together. Um, my brother and my dad have taught me everything that I know. Um, and to be able to then share that with the community up there and get more of that from the other people up there. I just think it's incredible. And I don't know many other sports that are like that. Um, so many no. that are willing to drop everything, drop what they have and help you. Um, we've had a couple of incidences on the track this summer, um, where, you know, crashes happen and yeah. I got pulled off the, the, off the track on a wrecker. I thought I was done. Um, and the crews from around, where we were parked, got that car back together under caution. And I had people yelling at me through the safety um, personnel, like get back in the car, get back in the car, you're going back out. Um, and that wouldn't have happened without those, that, without that no. connection and those, those people around us. And I think that that's just incredible. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um, just, you know, learning from them and, and just getting yeah. that in return is amazing. And, you know, they might be the the people that are the most competitive with you on the track. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yet when you're, when, when a racer needs help or has a, an issue or whatever, and everybody comes running, it just makes your heart just feel like so, so good. Um, it, really does. <laughs> it really does. And it, you cannot explain that to somebody that you have to, no. you have to experience that for sure. They don't have to do that. They don't no. have get you back on the track they don't have to help you um mm-hmm. they're doing it because they love the sport and they want mm-hmm. to put on a good show for the fans that drove out there so yeah. um, just that community um and bottom line is just the the best thing about the racing um absolutely and so now what about your husband is he a racer does he like racing no. or he, does he just get drug along <laughs> he's dragged along um he didn't know what he was getting into when he signed up for this um my husband and i have been dating since i started racing back in 2012 as freshman in high school so um we started dating and right before i started racing um, so he kind of knew what he was getting into but i don't think he realized um, how deep this would run our lives and uh, how much it dictates what we do each year. Um, he is a football guy through and through. Um, okay. he is, he's a, a local high school football coach for our varsity team. Um, and he loves that. Um, but he'll be the first to admit that he doesn't necessarily love racing. He likes it. He likes going and seeing us. Um, and last year he actually treated me to, uh, my first Daytona 500. Uh, oh, was- nice. Um, so he, he's getting it. He, um, he definitely is learning to like it a lot more than he did, but yeah, he's not the uh, diehard racing fan that, uh, that the rest of the family is. <laughs> 
So, so this past Sunday was your day to watch TV. This coming Sunday will be yeah. his day. And then from here on out, it'll be your day. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. There's definitely multiple TVs in the house for, for that reason, for sports. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he doesn't fight me on that. He's he's recently picked his favorite driver and he finds oh. fun to uh, root against me. So Oh, all right. Well, tell me who your drivers are. Uh, my driver is uh, never used to be, but it is now uh, Kyle Busch. I really like just his determination and just his never give up attitude. Um, yeah. You can't deny that he's one of the best, even if you don't like him. So, um, and oh, I know he's I my know, favorite. I know you would agree. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and uh, Eric, my, my dogs Whoa. are good. <laughs> um, my husband, Eric, has uh, recently become a Denny Hamlin fan, which is okay. fine. And we were both, you know, Joe Gibbs, but now yeah. we're more of a rivalry going on in the house so absolutely absolutely so it's funny yeah um i have a lot of kyle bush shirts and stuff yeah and so i was giving my my granddaughters both used to race one still does both of their boyfriends race so we're truly a racing family absolutely. and uh they were teasing me about what was i going to do with all that and i said oh i'm just going to take duct tape and cover up the one and well. then the, the eight will still be there and so i um, we have family fun day on Sunday yep. at my daughter's house. And so we usually watch racing when it's on. And, and so I'm going to have to find a shirt and duct tape the one and go wear it on Sunday yep. sometime. But um, yeah, he, you know, he gets a lot of press, not always good. And he, it's better than it used to be in the past, but, but I'm with you. And, and I think he's going to have a really good year because I feel like it's kind of a reset, you know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when the new year starts, if you haven't had a good year the year before you take a deep breath and you say, okay, this is a new year. I can start fresh. And I think that's where he's at. And, yeah. and I'm looking forward to, you know, he did well in the race on Sunday. I'm looking forward to him having success there. I think um, it's gonna be a really good year for him. And it's going to be really fun to watch that as a fan. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I think that we had something similar when we had to switch tracks. It was kind yes. of, we'd been there for, you know, a decade or more and just, you get into the same things with the same drivers and the same thing, mm -hmm. getting out somewhere else and just being able to try something else and adapt is, is yeah. really been helpful for us. So I think he'll find that it is helpful for him. Um, yeah. at least I hope so. <laughs> I, I agree. And you know, the, when I look back at them, uh, they were going through the infertility. They were going through rough, rough things in their life. Then they were going through the negotiations. And, and I think that's so distracting, you yeah. know, for a driver and a family and everything. And so I think things are settling down for them to where he can really focus. And, and, and so I'm, I'm excited about the yeah. racing this year i really am I'm, yeah i am it's definitely going to be a good year to be a fan of nascar I think, so. I think they're putting a lot of work into that they are um, and uh i'm excited to see what what that result's going to be so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's actually so um berlin race uh, raceway is about mm -hmm. an hour a little more from me jeff striegel is the track manager or tr whatever promoter everything he runs the track there he is an announcer for mrn motorsports racing network okay. and he's done a lot to really elevate that track it's always been a good track but he's done even more and so they're having one of the srx races oh nice and they're having kyle bush kevin harvey Haley deegan 
Um, I can't remember who else. There's quite a number of the NASCAR people that are going to be racing there. That's incredible. So yeah, yeah, I bought my I bought my tickets. I'm ready to go. So <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Kyle. Not to turn this into a Kyle Busch show, but uh, yeah, he did uh, come up to Oxford Speedway, which is near. Yep. Um, about 45 minutes from us up here and raced in the Oxford 250 uh-huh. quite a few years ago. And yeah. I believe, I believe won it. Um, I don't remember for sure. He might yeah. not, have, I'm not sure. Um, but I would love to see him come back and run, run that third of a, yeah. a third of a mile um, oval again. That would be really fun. I'd definitely be there if he was, but oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, was, I was too young when he did it the first time. Yeah. So I, I'd like to see him come back to one of these Northeast tracks that really need that publicity and really Really need that absolutely attention. um yeah, yeah these tracks are dying around us and we i know need to do a lot to support that so yeah. and it isn't so much even that the drive there's not enough drivers yeah, it's the fans drivers. yeah the, you know yeah. the car counts are pretty good even like yeah. at kalamazoo the car counts are pretty good but there's not near the people in the stands and no. kyle bush has been at kalamazoo two or three different times uh, they have a big race the Wednesday before the race at Michigan, and then they don't race that weekend right. where people can go. So right. he's been there two or three times, and I've been able to see him in that. But, um, yeah, I I just think that those fans have so many other things that can pull them away that we have to find ways to bring them back and for sure. Uh, and that's, that's definitely something that my brother and I are really passionate about is getting new fans to the track and just mm-hmm. retaining the fans that used to be there. Um, we've thrown out ideas in the past of, do we buy a four pack of tickets and raffle them off and bring them with us? And uh, because yeah. our track is so far away from where we live, we're always offering to bring up people from our area with us. Um, last year I brought a couple of my friends who I happen to work with with me to a race and they're like this is so cool and uh, we'll do this again next year and I'm like good well uh, you've got to ride anytime you want it so I think we as drivers really are the voices to keep the fans coming back Um, I mean without them we can't do what we do no Um, so you really need to spend your time promoting your local short tracks and that's something that we've been really passionate about so yeah, absolutely. And when you go to the track, you need to, um, before you get there, you need to say, hey, I'm going to the track tonight. Yeah. Would you come along? Once you get there, you need to show a TikTok, do a, a reel, do yeah. something to show the action. Still photos are great, but if they can see the action and they can hear the cars, that is more, um, you know, people want to come and see what's what's that all about. And so, yeah. yeah. We as fans and as drivers, as teams, we really need to help our track owners get the people there. They can't do it alone. They can only outreach to so many people. So um, if you take your each driver and what their outreach can become, Mm -hmm. I think so much more. So, oh, yeah, um, for sure. We are the track promoters um, as much Mm -hmm. as we don't think that. Um, So we really a need to use our voices to just advocate for this sport that we love so much. I mean, when I'm at work, I'll have people like, Oh yeah. Like I'd, w- I'd love to watch you, but like, what's the point of racing? And I said, well, here's X, Y, Z of, you know, the science behind it and just the compet the competition behind it. And yeah. you just need to learn more about it to understand that this is not like just some, Oh yeah, we're driving in a circle. This is right months weeks of planning and uh people just don't understand that so that's where our voice is handy and you know when you think about it think of the engineers that are working just just on the nascars 
Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, people don't, people who don't really follow the sport ha would have no idea. Um, yep. You know, the other thing I love to do is I love to interview women who have interesting occupations in the world of motorsports. Yeah. And, and I've learned so many things. Like recently I interviewed a gal who's the hair and makeup person for NASCAR for NBC and Fox. So yeah. she goes to the track every weekend and I know there's more than her, but, and it was like, Oh my gosh, I never thought about that, you know? And so there's so many opportunities. I mean, NASCAR is just this huge corporation and yeah. there's so many of the, so, you know, quote unquote, little guys that go unnoticed and there's so much area for growth and there's yeah. so much that they can offer. Um, it's an incredible company and, uh, yeah. and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that it's got going for it. <laughs> it, re it really does. And, you know, I always say, if you can get somebody to a race once, they'll be a fan for life. And that's pretty so, much true. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. For, the, for the most part, I would definitely agree. I mean, yeah. you know, there's people that, especially up in the Northeast, you know, Maine's vacation land or whatever you want to call it, people will say, oh, we used to vacation up there in July and we'd always come to the track and mm -hmm. for that one week. So they, they've become fans and they're watching each week for results and stuff. Yeah. Even if they can't make it out in person every week. I mean, there's still a following across the country for a lot of these, for a lot of these tracks, which is amazing. It is. And so you mentioned Oxford. So yeah. Scott Tapley, I know. Yep. Runs things at Oxford Speedway. And so, um, you know, one of the things that uh, some tracks, I think, um, were hesitant to be a part of flow or different, you know, streaming services because they right. thought that was going to hurt their attendance. Right. In my opinion, and I believe Scott kind of has the same opinion from listening to him on In the Pits, mm -hmm. is that I've, I now know about Oxford Speedway and the Oxford Team. I now know about Thunder Thunder Road. Yep, in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he works for Thunder Road. I would have never known about those tracks or mm -hmm. really the Oxford 250 and what a big deal it was. So, yeah. you know, my husband and I like to travel. I love going to races, tracks I haven't been to before. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll make that a destination for a yeah. vacation. Yeah. Where if I hadn't heard either from the podcast or on you know um, streaming services i wouldn't even know about that track right and so i think it brings people you know everybody's looking to go somewhere fun and different and and if they love racing it's like oh let's see what kind of yeah let's see what tracks are in this area and let's go and so um i, I love that part about not only the podcast but the the streaming services and then you get to know other drivers as well yeah and i and it's not even there, we can bring people from across the country, but you can also bring people that are so close. I've never, and this is kind of embarrassing to say, but I've never been to a 250, an Oxford 250 in person. But we have a big streaming party at my house every year and we bring food and we make it like a Super Bowl party almost, if you want to compare. Um, and we yeah. just we get the family together. And it's just, it's incredible what these streaming services can offer. Um, Racing America does a great job with yes. with Oxford Speedway on that. So I commend that, that partnership right there. Yeah, absolutely. So Sarah, if you had a little girl come up to you and her and her mother and they said, um, you know, is motorsports a good sport for my daughter to get into? What would be your advice? What would you say to them? 
I mean, absolutely, without hesitation. Um, there's so much room for growth of character, growth of strength, um, just being able to become your own person, um, finding your dream, even if it's in racing but it gives you that confidence mm -hmm. um you can't be a good race car driver without having the confidence behind yourself and your abilities um and i think that it's an incredible way to do that um and just there's so much camaraderie and community you're never gonna feel like you're alone um and if you do all you have to do is walk to the next trailer mm -hmm. um, yourself out there and find those connections i think it's incredible and invaluable for anybody um really it's just amazing it is and another thing i love about it other than maybe golf <laughs> or tennis it's a sport that you can do all your life oh for sure um there's definitely there's room for the little kids and like the learning um divisions and going all the way up to the main racing legend mike rowe who forgive me i think he's in his 70s now but he'll still make appearances at the track and that's mm -hmm. incredible it really can um span your lifetime yeah my husband was an avid football player but he played from when he was a little to the end of high school and that was it he tried to play in college but just couldn't uh, because of his injuries so um but racing i can do pretty much my whole life if I want to. So, but yeah. And, and if you're not driving the car, let's say you are in yeah. your seventies. Okay. You can do something else at the track that you've, exactly. that you've driven at. You can, you can, there's so many things that you can do to give back um, oh, sure. to the track that's given to you. And so I, I just, you know, I know that we're partial Sarah, yeah. to our sport, <laughs> I but I just don't think there's other sports that offer what motorsports does. I really don't think so. I mean, we we all have so much invested, so much time, so much energy, so much money um, invested into this. You really have to choose this or choose mm -hmm. something else. Um, it's very hard to split your time between other things. Yeah. Um, so I just think that we're in like all or nothing in this. And it's kind yeah. of, it's unique to have a sport where everybody, everybody involved is, you know, all or nothing. People are putting weddings on hold, birthday yeah. parties on hold, mm -hmm. major events on hold. I mean, I scheduled my wedding around racing season. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, people, people did that all winter. Bubba Wallace yeah. did it. Todd Gilliland, yeah. who I know got married. Uh, yeah. Hannah Newhouse got married all during the uh, what we call off season if you will yeah we uh, we pushed it a little bit because our last race of the season was the week before we got married so i i kind of threatened the track operations guy i said if we rain out you better not push it to next week or my yeah. boyfriend will be there um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i wasn't gonna make him choose so he was gonna go racing instead of my wedding if he had to <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so. <laughs> so so sarah what about social media how do you use it is it, is it help you? Is it hurt you? Um, you know, what kind of social media do you use to promote your racing and let people know what yeah. you're doing? Yeah. For, um, for the racing, we pretty exclusively use Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find us at, um, Libby racing 80 on Instagram or by searching Libby racing on Facebook. Um, it's my brother and I, it's our, our family racing team. So it's not just me. You won't just find me on there. You'll also find my brother. Um, I think the only downside is just the, the commitment to keeping it, um, mm -hmm. active. Um, I'm notoriously bad about updating it every single week. Um, <laughs> I try 
try my best, but you know, this is not my full-time job. I've got a right. busy life outside of racing too. Um, so I just think that the demands of that is the mm-hmm. challenging part, but we've got family and friends across the country that are looking for those updates on the weekends. So we feel the pressure. Um, yeah to get those out. If not Saturday night, then, um, Sunday morning, um, try our best, but (laughs) right. Yeah. After After you get home and get a few hours of sleep, right? Yeah. It would be easier if I actually had cell service on our drive. Oh yeah. From the track, but I don't, so I can't really update real time, unfortunately, but I try my best. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, people, people want to know, and and when they follow you, um, you know, and they can't be there, um, you know, we, I use my race pass, to follow my granddaughter when she races. If I can't be there, I rarely yeah. miss, but sometimes I go to another track. Yes, and so same. I have to keep track. So I love those options as well. My, my race pass is one of my favorites. It's, you know, it does a really nice job. And so we're lucky to have those options too, to keep track of people. Yeah. And I, on kind of that same note, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the same app, but the race monitor time trials yes. app, I, it might be similar. I Very might- similar one um you can definitely follow us there too uh weekly uh, by searching for the riverside speedway uh, okay page. um when i'm not at the track um because last year my brother and i were on in separate divisions so we didn't race the same nights every week every week okay. um, when i wasn't at the track i would watch his time trials from home yeah. and be like oh you're you're gaining on them or oh man why are you slowing down what's going on and then i'd right. be dad like what happened <laughs> i know i know that's true it, it's not it's not the best overall picture but at least it gives you the results real time so exactly exactly <laughs> awesome so we know how to find you we know how to follow you is yeah. there anything that i haven't asked you about that um, you'd like to share I'd just like to give a shout out to my sponsors while I oh, have Oh, for it. sure. Absolutely. Uh, I have some of the best. Um, Libby, Libby Service Center has been with me since I started in 2012. It is my my dad's garage. Um, so, But he donates his time, his energy, his money. The garage shuts down for racing um, because, you know, it's a, one, it's a two-man show, my dad and my uncle. So yeah. um, they've been great supporters of us for this whole time. Um, Keezer Falls Napa Auto um, is a sponsor since 2012 as well. They've been with me since the beginning, uh, donating their um, support and their products to us. Um, I also have 21st Century Motors, which joined me in my 2019 championship season at Beechridge. Um, Johnny Wolf and Dan Wolf there have been incredible supports to us. I've learned so much from them. Um, also fellow racers. So uh, we invited um, Dan up to our award ceremony this fall. Oh, which nice. So um, they're amazing. Um, Portland Gastroenterology Center joined me last year. Um, nice. Year season. That is um, the company that I work for. Uh, it's a physician-owned practice. So the doctors own and run that practice themselves. Um, and they're absolutely incredible. I can't ask for better coworkers. Um, they're always, you know, if they're not finding me in the halls, asking me how things went, they're emailing me, asking me for race footage. Um, they're always checking on me which is incredible. And then Smoker's Den, um, Robin Wiley up at Smoker's Den last year came to me at the end of the season and said, I want to be on board. How do you, how can I help you? Let me get you through the end of this season. So she was an invaluable part um, of the end of last season as well. And we're hoping to join them full time um, this season. So that'll be a great partnership as well. 
Yeah, you've got some great sponsors. And, yeah. you know, even though some of them are family, they don't have to do that. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're seeing that ourselves here locally with my granddaughter, you know. Um, she she's going to be 18. She's been racing for a long time. It's hard to it's hard to get sponsors for a local short track. It is um, and racer. So even though I live in a small town, there are many racers in this community. Mm -hmm. um, Trevor Sanborn, um, who is big in the late model circuit up here with the pro all -Star, pro all star series. Yeah, uh, past series. He's local to us. Um, we've got. Bretta Humphrey and Nettie Humphrey, who are 350 super mod drivers and late model drivers, also women. They're amazing. Um, but they're in the community. Roger Edgecombe drives a dwarf car up here, um, also at Riverside. Um, so even though I live in a really small town, there's a lot of racers. So finding the companies that aren't being spread too thin amongst right. all of us, it's kind of hard. I mean, my brother has gotten a hold of a lot of the 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 businesses around here. So it'd be really hard for me to go up mm -hmm. to them and ask for more. Right. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for more sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. But and, and the thing women. is, you know, we need to contact women owned businesses. Exactly. Because they're missing yeah. out women owned businesses or, or companies that um, are, you know, have products for women, whatever it might be like the grocery store. Oh my gosh, they should be sponsoring you yeah. know, the grocery store um, and the hair salons and the tanning salons and all those, because that's where women, you know, go and you're a woman and they're going to see that, that promotion on their car. So uh, I, I want to encourage women owned businesses in your area to sponsor you and get on board because um, even, even if you contacted the ones that are closer to the track, Right. Where you race. Um, I know, you know, it's hard to find those and get those relationships, but right. I think those are some ideas for gals who race away from home. Um, but those are some people that would really benefit from having that advertising on those cars. And that, that's half our battle too, is my sponsors are spread within like a three hour radius. My track is not close to where I live and I don't live yeah. close to track so um even though portland gastro sponsors me that's a like three hours away from the track so yeah. it's not really the same outreach but it's still outreach um social it media is. there and there's still opportunities there yeah uh, and yeah I, I, well and the people that know you and live around you see that they sponsor you and that helps right. them exactly. that helps them for sure exactly. yeah 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 absolutely well, Sarah, I've really enjoyed finally getting yeah. a chance to talk to you in person. I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> it has. And I followed you for, I want to say, like three or four years, if not more. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, good to, it's good to get together face-to-face uh, -face finally. Um, you know, I appreciate uh, that you're a woman in motorsports that is a role model for other girls, young girls and that you represent the sport well i appreciate that from you too because not everyone does and so um thank you for that yeah is there any last words that you would like to share i i do have something um okay. coming into the 2023 season we're making a big change um i am moving up from a um, stock entry level working division into the street stocks division next year um and okay 
that is exciting because I will, for the first time in my career, be racing against my brother. Um, oh, so, that's going to um, be fun. Yes, it, it is. My mom is very worried that it's going to cause some tension across the dinner table, but um, I, I love my big brother and uh, I have nothing but the most respect for him. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun learning from him on the track. Um, the only argument we've had is over who can keep the number uh, because we share this. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> for as long as we've been racing we've both been number 80 um and my brother didn't think it would be okay he didn't like the idea of having two 80s on the track in such a small division so um we have made the decision that i will be changing my number um not this is not public knowledge yet but it okay. will be. um so i will be changing from number 80 to number 77 which is a good shout out to my dad that was his number okay raced with so i'm All excited right. about that as much as it hurts to give up 80 oh yeah be supporting my dad with that this year so well um, that's that's a good good alternative for sure yeah so definitely if you're interested just to, to see the sibling rivalry unfold this season, oh yes us on social media because i'm sure there'll be some <laughs> i'm sure there will be yeah. um, you know i i think i told you earlier my, my daughter's my granddaughter's boyfriend's race and so there's a lot of competition, you know, and now my granddaughter and her boyfriend are going to be racing in the same division. And so, you know, it, it is tough, but there's nobody that would want her to win more than him. Exactly. You know, he really there's does. It's going to challenge her more than him as well. Exactly. Um, exactly. My brother, I, I joked around my brother and said, you know, Hey, if there's one to go and I'm leading, are you going to let me have it? And he's like, absolutely not. I'm going to make you work for every inch. Um, <laughs> there's going to be no giving there only taking. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We're really going to push each other. I hope. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being thank on the you. show. Yeah. I'll be following you this year. And well, uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll hear, hear some comments on In the Pits. You'll have to check out that podcast. I will, absolutely. I'll, I'll it's right there after it's about all of those tracks that you're talking about. And so yeah. you should listen to that. Um, and then uh, I'll be following you. And if I can ever do anything to help you in any way, I'm always here for you. Well, I appreciate that. I will let you know that uh, the little bracelets that I received from you with an ambassador kit, um, those were handed out of the track last season. Okay. Uh, to so one. you need some more. I would gladly take some more. All right. Some, um, I'll get, I'll get some, maybe you should text me your address and make sure I have the right address. And I'll send you some more things to hand out. How would that be? Good. Yeah. The, ki the kids <laughs> love those after uh, after the podium finishes. So yeah, that was awesome. A great <laughs> awesome. I would love to send you some things to hand out. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, Sarah, take care. Have a good race season. And so um, it, hopefully maybe I'll see you at the track. I hope to see you out here. Yeah. The Northeast is, uh, will welcome you with open arms. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome.